This podcast is made possible by supporters like you. Mahalo. And by Atlas Insurance Agency, Hawaii's largest professional agency, helping Hawaii navigate insurance solutions since 1929. More at atlasinsurance.com. Hello, my kako. Welcome to a new episode of What School You Went? Start every conversation with that question. I'm Ron Mizutani, and for the first time in 38 years, nearly four decades, Mauna Loa is uh, on the center stage, the world's largest active volcano, displaying its power and beauty in producing Pele, and introducing Pele, rather, to millions across the globe. It's producing something called Pele's hair. We welcome back... Lopaka Kapunui to uh, PBS Hawaii. Lopaka grew up in old Hawaiian legends, ghost stories from his ohana today. He is Hawaii's best ghost storyteller. Leads walking tours uh, with Mysteries of Hawaii on Oahu and on the web, the World Wide Web. Just think about this. Uh, the last time, Lopaka, welcome back, first of all. Mahalo. Waipahu, Waipahu Zone, as Waipahu High School Zone. Yeah, we'll, we'll just we'll run with that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, the last time Mauna Loa erupted, I mean, I'm not even sure... If such thing as the the internet, let alone YouTube, definitely did not exist. Yeah. Um, but 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 Mauna Loa is is alive once again. I mean, Mauna Loa is always alive. Yeah. But and with that, we having so many new people introduced to Pele. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. It's a good thing. Yeah. And you know, back then, uh, our beloved Robert Pennebacher produced a, a video, about an hour long video or documentary on on the eruption. Wow. Yeah. I gotta go talk to Robert. <laughs> he never tell me that one. Robert's, uh, of course, our, our VP of uh, Learning Initiatives here yeah. at PBS Hawaii, a longtime uh, creator, a uh, content creator, yeah. and I think one of the most. That's one guy. If Robert Pennybacker, if he's listening, and I'll make sure uh, I let him know we're talking, uh, talking about it because his, his ears are probably ringing. If he went to Hollywood, yeah, he would be a, he would be huge. Definitely, he's that definitely talented. Yeah, yeah. Even though he went Punahou. <laughs> uh, what school you at, Robert? Oh. He says it with pride. Yeah, uh, he's a, he's a son of Oahua. Um But yeah, very, very uh, important time I think right now in Hawaii history, uh, and a lot of people saying not a coincidence that Pele is showing herself in Mauna Loa once again, Waku mm-hmm. right there, uh, military training area. We have all the pilikia happening at Mauna Kea next door. Even somebody, I'm not kidding you, true story. I was at uh, Lowe's, Home Improvement, and this Kanaka Maoli came right up to me. He had his, uh, he had his shark tooth necklace on, and uh, I was getting paint. <laughs> Total random. He said, Hawaiian. You Hawaiian? I said, yes I am, sir. He was an older dude, so I was very, being as respectful as possible, and he said, what do you think about Mauna Loa? And I said, beautiful, powerful, crazy, crazy beautiful images. You know why? She mad. She mad. And even God mad. And I looked at him and I said, and, you know, I didn't want to, <laughs> the poor Wahine giving me my paint was like, Whoa, what's going down? Yeah. It was almost as if he was angry at me, but I knew he wasn't. And I said, oh, yeah, a lot going on over there. And then even the highway people don't like. Of course, we're making reference to Daniel K. Noy Highway, yeah. the renaming of Saddleback Road. So there's a lot of dissension on the island, even within those who live there. Mm. Is that 
what you think some of that is happening? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, disrespect is not even the word. <clears throat> and, you know, just it's just a culmin culmination of all, all those energies, uh, which is not good. And, you know, after all these years, it's not coincidental, coincidental that Pele finally said, you know what, Paul, here it comes. <laughs> and whatever happens, you guys deal with it because it's your fault. I mean, that major artery that yeah. connects Hilo to Kona, that's a highway that will cause major, I won't say chaos, but it'll cause disruption for Absolutely. you to go from one side of the island to the other like you used to. It'll take you two and a half hours, three hours. Yeah, yeah. You know, but uh, she's probably saying, yeah, you guys figure that out now. Yep. <laughs> there's, there's a message there. I, I agree. And yeah. Pokolo, the training uh, area for many, many years for the U.S. military, is has always been controversial. Um, despite even, I think, Ho Hawaiians being a part of the conversation, it still was never really embraced as a place where, you know, this kind of training should be happening, uh, just like out in Waianae. Yes. You know, uh, we're talking about the same kind of, and of course, <clears throat> Kaho'olawe, which is a whole different podcast in itself. Oh, yes. Um, so yeah, those are some of the messages I think being shared too and educated uh, yeah. in the midst of all the beauty and chaos and the pictures and the visitors and viewing areas, uh, there's some lessons being taught. Absolutely, and didn't they find, uh, just come across some unexploded ordnance? Yes. Yeah, so even that is crazy. Yes, another example of why it's not Pono for a lot of folks. And I, I have friends who've trained at, at Puhakuloa in the military Yes. and have said if they were not in that branch of the military mm -hmm. and the orders were not in place, they would never go back. I, I hear that yeah. often as well. Yeah. Yes, that. thank you for bring, reminding me about the ordinance that was found, mm -hmm. um, and it was an unexploded one. Ooh. Scary. Thankfully, nobody got hurt. Yeah. Um, you know, we talk about the, the things that maybe Pele is sharing education-wise. Some of the other things that she leaves behind um, in her path, and it's not just destruction, it's this beautiful... Uh, I was taught glass, but I, I, maybe if you can help me describe Pele's hair, because mm -hmm. it's it's it is. If you've seen Pele's hair, you know what I'm talking about. It's like this whisk of, of of just beauty. But what 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 is Pele's hair? Yeah. And uh, before I answer that question, I, yes. I want everybody to know that when I speak uh, about this subject, I am not speaking on behalf of Pele. Absolutely. You know, she can only speak for herself. Uh, I'm just sharing what I know. Thank you. And so in that aspect, I'm paying her this respect of not being, for lack of a better term, her mouthpiece. <laughs> Correct. Because she's her own woman, and whatever she decides is up to her. Understood. Thank you for that. Um, you know, but Pele's hair, as far as I understood growing up, that's uh, part of the lava. And when it uh, breaks away from the lava, it's a very thin, straight piece of, of glass. And growing up on a big island, had cousins who got that in their skin. Oh, uh, yeah. A couple got him in the eye. So it's <laughs> it's really not a, not a comfortable thing, but it's it's something you'll find you know uh, along with the devastation or after it's all done uh, in clumps. Mm -hmm. There's a as far as uh, the cattle ranches, you know, Pele's hair like on the fence, you know, on the animals, stuff like that. Just very thin volcanic glass, Pele's hair. It's like a thin. Some say it's like a strand of hair. Yeah, uh, and it can be as long as a foot to two feet long and. Yeah, you're right. It, it, they say it's it's literally it's glass. Um, you touch it, and it can get in your skin, and it can it can uh, cause damage. Yep. Not to be confused with the Spanish moss, which we also right. call 
Pele's hair. Pele's hair. Thank you for bringing that up because yeah. I want to jump into that. Because I, I, one looks very different, yeah. right? And, and the mosque obviously grows, mm-hmm. you know? And so I remember back in the day, somebody told me, oh, this is Pele's hair. Take some and it will grow. <laughs> no, Pele's real hair, the one that we <laughs> see uh, on Hawaii Island, yeah. it doesn't grow. In fact, it disintegrates after a while yeah. into the ground. And what's, what's cool is uh, my wife did that research and found out, you know, Pele's hair is Spanish moss, not endemic to Hawaii. And then she's like, so why do they, why do hula halau use it then for like yes. kupe'e and stuff like that? I'm like, you know, sometimes hula halau have to be resourceful and, and use what's available. True. You know, but I, I can see why it's named Pele's hair if you see it, you know, in the pot hanging from your mango tree. Yes. You know, it looks like old lady hair. And I know it would freak me out if I had to go in my backyard late at night and see a bunch of that. <laughs> but it does. Have you ever seen it grow? No. It does. It grows. Oh. It, it grows like a moss. <clears throat> so it literally, if, if and I don't know the proper care for it, um, but it's supposed to become longer after, after a while. Uh, but, you know, these strands that you see left behind, um, they can become airborne. And they can be carried, you know, by the wind, by the Makani. And, and so, some say they've seen Pele's hair even a couple miles away from the eruption. Oh, I totally yeah. believe that. Yeah. Yeah. So the message there is it's, it's don't touch it, right? Don't touch it. Don't even try to take it. Yeah. Um, for, for obvious reasons, it's glass. But there are other reasons you don't touch stuff. <laughs> Um, left behind by Pele. Yeah. Maybe you can share because there's a lot of lessons to be learned there too. Well, you and I growing up in Hawaii, we know that you know, as small kids, our parents used, used to tell us, don't touch that. Mm-hmm. It's not yours. Put it down. Right. Um, you know, for Pele, we know there's this thing where people take rocks yep. back to wherever and they get bad luck and the boxes come back. Volcanoes National Park. Uh, one of my friends is a flight attendant for Hawaiian Airlines. And it was on the news, and she was getting off the plane, and this visitor came and gave her a box of lava rocks and said, you know, can you give this back? Because, you know, we took it from a volcano and bad luck. And what bad luck is the result of is taking something without asking. Mm -hmm. It's simple as that. You know, uh, here in Hawaii, asking permission is, is a big thing. And so in some instances, you can go to the, the volcano, you can take a lava rock, you just gotta ask. Mm-hmm. And you gotta say, hi, my name is Ron Mizutani. Um, I'm taking this lava rock because this is for my son's project. I mean, no disrespect, this is what, what it's gonna be used for. And here's my Hawaiian side, and here's my, my Japanese side, mm-hmm. you know, and here's where I live. All that will actually shift the energy uh, in your surroundings and raise the vibration to make it more positive because of what you're doing. You know, it's simple protocol, but a lot of people not from here have heard that and said, well, you know, what am I asking? There's nobody there. It's just a rock. It's just a rock. Yeah. It's not, not just, just a rock. rock. It's not just it's a not rock. Just By a the rock. way, thanks for using my name in that example. Yeah, brother. I, I would never even ask. <laughs> I tell you what, this is, tr- this is a true story. Hmm. Uh, my youngest, Taijan, who's now, he's a young adult. Uh, I'm going to share this story in a previous uh, podcast, but uh, we're at Waikoloa, and you know we had walked around the property, and uh, you know there was a, a rock surrounding the the jagged rocks uh, of of uh, out of Sium, Mauna Loa. Uh, you know the long time ago eruptions, but all of a sudden I came back to the room, and he, I heard my daughter saying, "What are you doing?" And he said, "What?" 
you know, he was probably like five or six. And shame on me for not teaching. But I walked in the room and I seen her just like scolding brother. And she said, Dad, look what he has. And it was a piece of lava rock. And all of a sudden, this kid was like terrified, right? What did I do? And I said, son, where'd you get that from? Oh, by the tree over there. With the... Okay, let's go return it. Because you didn't ask for permission. And that's not yours. Yeah. What's going to happen to me, Dad? Anuhia said, I'm going blah. <laughs> she's, I forget what she said. It's true. I, I, thought I, that was, I learned that in school. And um, so I calmed him down. And we literally walked right to the property. I said, try to remember where you found it. He goes, I know where I found it. And he put it back the best place he could. And then I told him, just say a prayer and say sorry. And it's going to be okay. But he was just, you know, rattled, <laughs> right? Um, but that was my opportunity to educate right there. I said, son, never again. Mm -hmm. Do not take what's not yours. Rock, sand, nothing. Wherever you are. You just leave it alone. Yeah. And I think to this day he understands that. Yeah. Um, I know that Native Americans, whether it be in Sedona or, because they have beautiful rocks too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I know people go there and they take two and they have horror stories of when they come home, they have all this misfortune. I believe that to be similar to what happens here at home. Mm, definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. There's old plantation homes in, in Waipahu, and I remember growing up, uh, one Filipino family, old plantation house, big front yard, but uh, kind of not in the middle of, of the front yard, but little to the side is just this oblong black pohaku, porous stone. And the Filipino mom used to say, she goes, oh yeah, we take care of that stone, we give water, you know, sometimes we give kankanin, stuff like that. And I was like, as a kid, I was like, wow. And I was like, oh, why? It's like, oh, because, you know, before we, we came to this place, the Hawaiian lady next door said, you know, was here a long time, protect the area. So she told us, as long as you feed, you take care of it, you put water, you know, you'll be fine. And she said, our family happy all the time. You know, we fight, we have disagreement, but, you know, nobody is ever angry enough that we hate each other. Mm -hmm. You know, she said, everything is good. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Stones uh, is just a rock to people, but for many families, stone took care of us. Yeah. yeah. Waikiki, uh, they, they meant things to people. Up at uh, Wilson Tunnel, oh, uh, that's yeah. a whole different story of, of rock mis you know, taken out of place and, and lives were lost in the building, as we, all, we spoke yeah. of several months ago. Yeah. Stone is very real. Uh, and again, you know, the, the creator of all that, because that's volcanic, you know, is, is Pele. Um, so you, going back to her rock, if you, if you ever had a chance to see this, folks, you, you can see the sparkle uh, of green and, and all that looks like minerals. And it's beautiful. It looks like diamonds. Stunning. And so it's very tempting. Yeah. Yeah, very tempting. So you can understand why if you're not educated, you can think, ah, oh, that's pretty amazing. I'll take that home. Looks like a looks like an emerald. Yeah, a former student of mine. Her her parents, the mom and dad, are volcanologists. So, getting to know them, they were they were the ones that showed me the documentation of you know the history of the volcanoes in the island and Pele's legends and chants, how they all coincide. Mm -hmm. And I remember the father telling me, you know, he wanted to get some samples of uh, volcanic glass, <clears throat> just you know to check it out, see what was what. 
and he remembers getting this, he said, this stick, and he just got some like this and was about to put it in his bag. And he said he was kind of like turning this way, and his foot got caught. Got caught. And he, till, till today, he says, he don't know how it happened, but he ended up turning around this way and then falling on his face, you know, all in the volcanic rock. And the student next to him said, oh, you didn't ask. You got to ask before you do that. He's like, what do you mean? He's like, you can't just take it. He's like, don't you know where we are? He's like, yeah, it's a volcano. He goes, no, this is Pele's home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Listen. Yeah, and he said that. He never forgot that. That's that. I believe a hundred percent that those <laughs> stories exist. And, and I'll be very honest with you, Lopaka. The beauty of our black sand beaches on Hawaii Island, um, which are the source of uh, Pele, is the source of mm-hmm. volcano, uh, the volcanic rocks that come down the slopes of Mauna Loa, Kilauea, Mauna Kea, and into the ocean, which creates that black sand beach. Uh, with the ili ili and the stones that eventually become this beautiful black. I never put my foot on one of those. Mm. I, I, I just refuse to. Um, for whatever reason, I just won't. And, and you know, for, to each his own. Some people love walking on. They're beautiful. It's soft on your feet. Mm-hmm. And it's made from the volcanoes. So it's, it's very interesting compared to our white sand, sandy beaches. This is unique to Hawaii in many different ways. Um, but I just won't. I feel the same way. It's almost like I, I, I want it to be preserved. You know, yeah. it's really not for human feet. That's, that's just my own thought. Sure. But I understand how you feel. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Thank you for that one. And um, yeah, I, I just won't do it. I just won't do it. Um, going, one more thing. I just want to go back to Pele Serf one more, one mm-hmm. more time. Um, because now that Mauna Loa is erupting and, and, and the place is influx of visitors, people new yeah. to Hawaii Island in general, or even our local local folks hanging out there, visiting family, they will stumble upon Pele hair, yeah. Pele's hair. What's your message? Uh, if you're going to go up there, you know, in, in spite of uh, what the weather is, wear thick jackets and jeans, you know, uh, shoes that work for you, and wear gloves. <clears throat> absolutely wear gloves because you can't take a chance with Pele's hair. You know, especially if you're going up at night and it's dark and you fall into some Pele's hair and it gets in your skin. It's very uncomfortable. It's like having over one of your in-laws that you don't like, you know, who overstays their welcome. It's just in there, hard to get rid of. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because <laughs> people don't realize uh, if you've never seen it, I mean, Pele's hair, if it, if it settles enough mm-hmm. and enough of it falls to the ground, you're talking inches deep. Yeah, they've had stories of of inches of this. Can you imagine that glass? Mm-hmm. That's 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 basically glass that you cannot avoid. Yeah, yeah. Wear wear the jackets because it's cold, but also wear some some uh, things that can protect your skin, your eyes, and everything else because that is a very real uh, danger when you head up to the mountain. So there's this thing uh, my mom told me many years ago, and. <laughs> She said, sometimes within families, you know, there's jealousy, you know, misunderstandings or perceived slights or whatever. And she said, that's how curses are born. You know, people don't like that people and, you know, just stuff like that. And she said, one of the curses, and she never said it was specifically Pele's curse, but she said, one of the curses is to find the person in your family who is uh, the haka or the medium that can channel, you know, uh, godly ancestors and spirits. 
And she said, if that person can, even for a couple of minutes, get Pele or one of her family to sit on their shoulders and communicate, while that's going on, you cut a lock of that person's hair. And then you go find this person that you don't like, uh, any item that belongs to them. They said, especially, she said, especially if you can get one, one shirt or something, you know, thin material. She said, you get enough of the hair, you can actually kind of like sew it into the material of that shirt or on the collar. She said, and then you do the prayer, and then you do the curse. I said, that kind of sounds like a waste of time. She goes, yeah, but when you're trying to destroy somebody's life like that, it's not a waste of time. <laughs> and I said, and that's Pele's curse. She said, I never said that. Ah, you see? Yeah. Isn't that something? So, so, so here's the deal. <laughs> yeah. You and I are safe, brother, because our hair hard to cut. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would not. Uh, you know, I would not advise that to anybody back no, home. No, yeah. don't do it. Yeah, don't, don't do, do it. it. And it has nothing to do with Pele because it's not her curse. It's not her curse. It's not her curse. <laughs> hey, Lopaka, always a pleasure to talk story with you, and and you give me the heebie-jeebies every time. But I I will welcome you back to our humble home anytime. Waipahu's uh, own Lopaka Kapunui. Thank you, brother. Mahalo nui. Yeah. Mahalo nui for joining us, folks. Join us next week. Another episode of What Screw You Went. Until next time. Ahui ho. What School You Went is a PBS Hawaii production. Music by Taimana Gardner. If you enjoyed this episode, let us know on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And tell your friends. You can find us on pbshawaii.org and everywhere you get your podcasts.